Welcome to the Canadian Real Estate Investor, where hosts Daniel Foch and Nick Hill navigate the market and provide the tools and insights to build your real estate portfolio. Welcome back, new and old listeners. Happy to have everyone here for another great episode of the Canadian Real Estate Investor Podcast. I wanted to start things off today by remembering something great that I did, Dan. Sounds like something you would do. <laughs> now, do you remember when I came up with that? Not only powerful, but completely original quote. Uh, which one? There's so many of them. Why, thank you. And you are not joking or exaggerating. There are many, but the one I'm referencing today is your network is your net worth. Oh, yeah, much different than the one that I came up with, which is that your net worth is your net worth. Did I read that? In, I did read that inversely, actually. Well, hey, listen, both work. Both are fantastic. And I'm only quoting ourselves at the top of the show today because today's episode is all about networking. You know, we I think we did one other episode way back about networking, gave some tips and tricks and points. I went back and referenced this one, and I'd happy to say that this networking episode is totally different. So we are happy to be here and, and shed some light on how we think these events and how you can conduct yourself at said events should go. Yeah, so we're going to go over the who, the what, the when, the where, the why. Who, what, when, where, why. That's a Nick Hill original too. It's obviously. Um, Come on. Of networking and give some insights on how you should conduct yourself at the next event that you attend, which really should be one of our meetups, which are on the second Tuesday of every month in 15 cities across Canada. We're trying to get that to 30 cities across Canada by the end of the year, by the way. So if you want to host a meetup, sponsor a meetup, we're actually working on really cool, maybe potential. We're pitching, pitching some cool stuff right now. Yeah, so, yeah. but if you want to sponsor or host one, uh, you know, real estate professional, mortgage professional, whatever, we have some really good programs that we built out for, I mean, I'm a real estate professional. Nick's a mortgage professional. We're literally doing this stuff on a day-to-day -day basis. So we obviously encourage you to do it. And uh, we would love to help you do that, help you build out your own meetups by becoming a host of our meetups. So. And, and after listening to this episode, it will be very clear why you should do it, who you should do it with, when, where, and, and all the other good stuff. And and we're looking at at networking and and by the way it's kind of networking season here in canada because it's cold and no one's out doing deals so everyone wants to get out and and meet one another and we're looking at this as a crucial part of the real estate business because no matter what role you play or goals you want to achieve real estate is a people business yeah it absolutely is it's almost like that popular adage or nick hill original which is it's not who you know it's what you know no it's not what you know, it's who you know. <laughs> not to be confused with the, the high school version, which is, it's what you know about who you know. Wow. Drama, wouldn't, buddy. Wouldn't want to go to high school with you, I guess. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's important in, in professional environments where the right connections can make all the difference. And I, and I think this is an industry that no matter how advanced it gets, it will always rely on those really, really archaic almost roots of being a very people-driven, network-oriented business. You know, I had a really, really large property manager in, in the business um, reach out to us from the show, sent sent me a message. We we're chatting on, on LinkedIn about prop tech and stuff like that and just how slow things are to advance. And it's it's quite remarkable, honestly. And so I think 
networking skills are important in any industry, but especially for entrepreneurs and especially people in the real estate industry. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Okay, so let's start things off. First and foremost, we're going to look at who, who should be going to these networking events. Well, I'm going to make this one quick. It's you. Yes, you. You should be Hell, we all should be. That's how we're going to meet each other, get to know one another, and get some deals done. Okay, that one is short and sweet. Now let's look at what networking is and what a network is. It's a net worth. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, I mean, you likely have a few of them. You're, you're from your personal network to your business or professional network. Uh, maybe you play sports or involved in community in some capacity. These can all be networks. It's a group of people that you know and they know you. And your personal network is a group of caring, dedicated people who are committed to maintaining a relationship with a person in order to support them. Maybe your friends. That sounds familiar. Um, whereas a business network is more about sharing information, ideas, and, and services between people, companies, or groups and making new connections, obviously with the pursuit of business transactions in mind. Yeah, exactly. So no matter what type of network it is, it's all about building and maintaining relationships with other people. So now let's get to the when. Isn't the when just every Tuesday, second Tuesday of the month? <laughs> Never miss an opportunity. I love it. Yes, that is that is one of the when. I'm hard selling. That's what you do at networking events, isn't <laughs> yes, it? Exactly. That's rule number one of networking. Hard sell Lead everybody. With your, tape your business card to your forehead. <laughs> Get a shirt with your business card yeah. on it and a QR code and just start scanning yourself. Just go walk up into conversations and don't even speak to people until they've scanned the okay, QR save, code to add the you to stuff. their phone. Save some of the good stuff, all right? So so when, and, and there's two prongs to the when answer here. When is the right time for, for an individual to go and do this? Like, for instance, like, are you thinking, am I ready to go one of these? You know, I don't have much to offer. I'm too green. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe I've, you know, I've been to them and I've built my portfolio and I'm too big and successful to go to these things now. Yeah, that's what you feel like all the time. That's, right? I mean, that's that's just me inherently, right? Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then the other portion is more specifically, when exactly are these events outside of the second Tuesday of every month? Yeah. Yeah, I think the when is arbitrary because, it, you know, it is always a good time to buy and sell real estate. No, <laughs> no it's, it's always a good time to network. Whether you're literally just starting out, it's probably, probably especially important when you're just starting out, but also especially important when you're a seasoned veteran who is going to get the value of new connections. I mean, seasoned veteran showing up to, to a networking event is going to get a lot of value because people will come to them to seek answers, advice, um, things like that. And so, that's one of my favorites is when, you know, a seasoned, seasoned vet and a brand new person start talking. We see that happen a lot at our meetups. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. I mean, yeah. that, that flow of, of information and that osmosis is really fascinating. And I think like most people who are, who are seasoned veterans who are going to things like this, they're nice people. They want to share value. They want to teach people. And a lot of guys that I know, folks that I know, sorry, that, um, are in the industry, that have a lot of information, they like being approached with those brand new questions because it kind of gives you like the beginner's mind, but it also helps you to like distill things down to like their most core parts. It's like, okay, like somebody asked me, I don't know, like what a waterfall joint venture structure is. I'm trying to think of like a, you know, pretty sophisticated component. It's like, how do you describe that to the guy who's at the meetup who's brand new? Yeah. I love so, that. Yeah. And again, for speaking of those people that are brand new, if you're starting out early on in your journey, 
maybe you don't even own property yet, right? I mean, I remember a day where I didn't own any property and I would go to these meetups as well. And you, you feel a little bit almost out of place because you're like, oh, everyone here, you know, that guy owns two duplexes, that guy owns a hundred. But at one point they were just like you and you can use those events to explore obviously today and, and, you know, every Tuesday and Friday, we are here talking about real estate, but you can use whatever event you're going to for whatever perspective industry you're in. You can use that to explore that industry and see if you even like it, right? Attend and discover what the industry and the people involved in it have to offer. And, you know, it's a good spot to even decide whether or not it's for you. And then, you know, if that's for the brand new people and then for those in their growth phase, perfect time to go, right? This is where you should be going and building and learning and trying to provide as much value and get as much value from these things as possible. Yeah. And for the season's veterans, you, you know, it's go and hire, find a mentee, go and find a new GPLP partner, investors, go and find somebody to buy or to take over your portfolio. So we've done the the who, the what, the when, the where, no, the when, the what, not the where. <laughs> where so so the question is where Nick where well here's a hint in case you haven't heard me say this yet <laughs> we host them across Canada we have 15 cities and growing and the goal is to have them everywhere across the country and you can find yours and tons of other small smaller ones on websites like Meetup Eventbrite or even Facebook uh, there's tons of great Facebook group online networking group there's tons of Zoom groups for WhatsApp, investor masterminds Slack. WhatsApp yeah. yeah is there Slack yeah Discord there's Slack Discord, Discord I mean obviously like, the there's school Toronto, stuff Toronto, Toronto, right like Discord. yeah it's there's endless stuff out there and and I mean that's for I guess like I don't want to like that's for maybe let's say the more casual small mid cap type of stuff you know there's also a ton of larger conferences that are maybe slightly more kind of corporate or or professional of uh in nature and they exist again in every industry within real estate right so there's residential and commercial real estate get-togethers and 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 summits there's mortgages and, and banking ones prop tech construction literally you name it and and there is someone hosting an event or a uh, a large company hosting an event or many large companies hosting events in every facet of the industry. So if you're interested, just literally go figure out how to attend one of those things. Now, let's look at a very important piece here. Why? Why should you go to networking events? Well, it's in the name, networking event network. You go there with the intention of growing your network. But there's a lot of other reasons as well. Networking contributes to your overall social well-being. It helps you exchange different ideas with different people. It helps you meet different people from all levels of, of you know, inside your profession and out. You're, there's some cases at a networking event where you would have never been exposed to those type of people until you both found yourself in that same room. It also will boost your professional confidence, and of course, expands your visibility to different aspects of the industry. Yeah. So let's look at some ways to conduct yourself at these networking events, some tips and tricks to make the most out of them, you might say. This might maybe be interpreted as the how portion of today's evening. So the first is refine your message, right? It's Thinking about what you're telling people and, and if you're telling people something about yourself, is it resonating with them and is it is it true to who you are, right? I mean, 
not being true to oneself is kind of like, it's just it, regardless of like whether or not it's a bad thing, it's, it's just hard, right? Like to, to not like, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. really easy Why? to just like, do, do like if, yeah, the yeah. easiest thing to do is just show up and just do what you're doing. And so if you can do that, that's great. And if you're, and if you, and if you find yourself like almost like embellishing or whatever, like it's maybe a sign that like you got to accomplish more things and you know, fake it like, till you make it's easy until you start getting, you still got to do the on, make it part stuff. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. If you just fake it, it becomes obvious after a little while. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Unless you like run a Ponzi scheme or something and then it comes <laughs> yeah. obvious at a very long while later, perhaps. Yeah. And, um, but uh, don't do that. Like just Ponzi schemes, bad idea generally. Do you need to refine your personal elevator pitch? Do you even know what an elevator pitch is? It's an elevator pitch. You know, it's, it's like, I guess the idea is that it's um, designed to elevate you very quick. It's also to be in the time of an elevator ride, right? Yeah. So like, it's like, so if you, you take the elevator in my building, which is horribly slow, you've not anymore. I live on the ground for three now. and a half hours. Yeah. You've got a while, but, yeah. uh, and you're saying it in front of a packed room full of, uh, full of people, but yeah, no, I mean, and you know, a, an elevator pitch, everyone knows what that is and associates it with a business or a product or a service. Um, yeah. But what about you? You are a lot of people in real estate, like it's it's the power of your own personal brand, right? And I think that's where this refining of the message comes in. Like, you know, when people ask you what you do, do you have a good answer for it? Yeah, it's a great question. It's a great question. I, uh, I, I even have, I just say real estate mostly, but yeah, I mean, and you know, for guys like us, unfortunately we do a lot of different things. So real estate is kind of that all encompassing answer. But when I'm talking to certain people, I can, I can manipulate that a little bit to, to resonate with them. Right. Like, so I'm talking to someone who is looking to do an MLI select project. Well, then I would say something more like, oh yeah, we, we help finance construction projects across the country. I wouldn't just say real estate or if I'm looking at someone saying, how do I buy my first home? Okay, well, the first thing you need to do is get a pre-approval. If I'm looking at some, you know, you, you have set answers for each one of those things. And I think it's important to also remember to be specific when, again, right, when someone asks you, so instead of just saying, you know, real estate or I invest in real estate, you'd say something like, I own apartment buildings and secondary markets. And, you know, you can even get more granular than that. Yeah, well, I mean, you're going to get more value the more granular or honest you are. I should try that maybe not rather than just saying real estate. <laughs> Everyone knows um, what you do anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like if you were to say, oh, like we buy buildings in Cornwall and the person's like, oh, like, well, I've heard of, I know I know a guy who's trying to sell a exactly. portfolio or whatever, right? Exactly. So um, that might be like it's, it's kind of um, the specificity I think will create more opportunity for the networking to be of value for you. So again, just be honest with people and be specific and – why are you telling people these things? Like, are they relevant to the conversation? And it's actually funny, man. Like I've been to a lot of these things and like, I, I try and make myself available to take calls with like almost anyone, but it's just funny when like, you know, you'll book a networking call with somebody and they basically just like, talk for a half hour straight and I'm kind of just there like doing other work and like <laughs> yeah. listening but like it's kind of just like well yeah I know I read your LinkedIn when you asked me or whatever and so I know what you do like and I mean again it's like that I would love to have a conversation with that individual but there wasn't you know no you and so and then this happens all the time yeah. so don't be that guy like yeah. it's like 
are you just sitting there bragging or do you have a message that resonates with people? And is it becoming a conversation? Are you creating a conversation environment for a conversation? Cause that's where the collaboration happens. If you're just 100%. sitting there explaining something to somebody for a long time, some then start a podcast because <laughs> that's what the world needs is more podcasts, especially about real estate. Don't we're near enough. Yeah. There's not enough po- real estate podcasts. So, so yeah, we need like at least a thousand more. So just, just <laughs> hang up the episode and, don't go to a networking thing and just start a podcast. That's it. No, but actually, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I. I mean, I. I love networking events, but it's like it is very clear when the, there's like the certain folks that just like you, you. You know, haven't really figured out how it works well. Yeah, and and a lot of that again comes down to the way that you present yourself, right? And I really, and that's why this was the first one because you're there with intention. You're there to present yourself, again, as a personal brand, which is what most people in real estate are. So make sure that message is refined. The next one, the next piece of advice here is is to get involved in your market. So again, a lot of real estate investors focus on, you know, the official or kind of unofficial networking events, but don't forget to vol- don't forget to get involved outside of just those organized networking events. You know, go and pound the pavement get involved in the community it'll expand your client base but it'll also help strengthen your knowledge of that specific neighborhood or geographic area where you are interested in where you're trying to build a power team where you're trying to find that next investment property the deeper you know the wider and deeper you can get into that community the better and you can do that by doing a bunch of different stuff right like get involved in a charity start attending you know maybe junior hockey league games or something like that make friends with local business owners you know maybe go and offer some services or something like that to a local educational institution and that's a good way to broaden that that network and your networking ability by not just going the traditional route. Yeah, I think um, when we think about this and the idea of refining your message, I see social media very much as like this, like it is networking, right? I mean, yeah, I guess it was originally, it was like, there was a period of time actually where it was like social media was one of the names and social networking was another name, wasn't it? It was so true, right? Yeah. Like the social network. That was the yeah, great, great movie. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, those are networks, right? Yeah. They're digital. And so you, you, I think you got to treat those things the same way. And a lot of people don't think about their content the way that we're describing networking. Yeah. It's like the, when you're thinking about refining your message is, are you doing something that's just trying to, to pitch or are you doing something that is creating value for the audience? Same way with being involved in your market or being hyper local. I mean, we have a very national podcast. And to be honest with you, it's like one of those things where it creates difficulty for us to actually serve and individually serve an audience that's so large. And that's about, why like, we vast geographically. And that's why we relied on on power teams in certain areas, right? Building those relationships through yeah. in-person or yeah. online networking so that we can go and, yeah. and serve people in, in different communities across the country. Yeah. And so the question becomes like, is the content that you're putting out also niche enough on your specific market? And that can be a geographical niche. Like you could specialize in Cornwall or uh, Alberta or, or sorry, Calgary probably would be a more refined version. Like as an example, like the cash and guys mm-hmm. um, who are just very specific on that stuff and they yeah. network in that market. Or is it, is it too, and like, I'm very guilty of this. My content is so broad, right? But my, my, then the market that I'm trying to create is Canada and Canadian real estate professionals and Canadian real estate investors. And maybe, maybe that's a mistake. It probably is because I can't, I can't serve, I can't, I can't do my job. Like, which is really why a lot of 
people network is I try and fi- find customers, right? Trying to find clients. I can't represent people all over the country, right? Yeah, no one just comes. I can and try, says, but hi, Dan. I want to buy real estate in Canada. Well, yeah. <laughs> you found you found your guy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think the next one is go after the quiet ones. One of the best and most effective strategies to identify the people that nobody else is talking to in a crowded room. So the strategy here says to watch for the wallflowers and those standing near the walls. Surprisingly, these individuals often prove to be the organization's leaders or even the person who wrote the check for the event. It is, this one's interesting because like, I find the person who's comfortable standing there staring at a room, you know, in a room full of people is often like they have, they are somebody who has like substance and and character and power. Right. So it's a, it's a, it is an excellent point. And, and a lot of people would, would shy away from going to talk to that, that person that's maybe standing off by, by themselves because they're thinking, okay, this person either has nothing to offer or maybe they're boring or they're, they're not doing what you're supposed to do, but you don't know that person. You don't know what they're, what they've done or, or, you know, what they're capable of. So definitely, you know, get out of your comfort zone and go st- strike up a, uh, a conversation with that person. And, and that's a good segue into the next one here, which is if you are too nervous to go to these things, if you're too nervous to maybe go alone, bring a, bring a friend, bring some reinforcements, right? Like someone else in your professional or personal or semi-professional networks We'll have. Are you talking about me? <laughs> we'll have a. We'll have some sort of interest level to go to an event, especially a more casual one. Like, hey, do you want to go to a bar and get a drink? Oh, there's just a. There just happens to be a, a great real estate event on there. If it sucks, we can just go do our own thing. For instance, my girlfriend, uh, who lovingly comes and supports me at every event that we do, she'll bring a friend every single time. And it's great because it kind of boosts the numbers. It makes her feel more comfortable. That friend who's interested in real estate is probably more minimal than a lot of other people there still gets value out of it. So, you know, make it, make it a thing. Don't look at it as, ah, I got to get out and get to another one of these networking events. I don't want to do it. Like go and take your, your friend, your best friend, your business partner and, and make it a thing, like make it fun. Yeah. Or if you don't want to go, like if you, if you have that perspective that you just described, like, ah, I don't want to go to one of these, just don't go. Yeah, then just don't go. And we'll we'll get to why. Figure out your attitude first. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so I guess the next one would be do some research. Who's going to be there? Who are the key people? Like if you could create a list of people that you'd love to talk to, right? Or even, and that can even be broad, right? It's like, what do I need in my life right now, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to go to this thing. I'm going to find, I need a contractor. So like, boom, I'm going to go to this event and I'm going to find, try and find a contractor. Like just make, create some goals, right? And do some research based on like the potential people that are going to be there and, and don't make a silly mistake. And like, now you had, you had a story that came up recently with something like this. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, it was just uh, <laughs> the um, individual had gone to one of our meetups and was, had cold DM to me asking me for a call and stuff like that. And which is again, great. Good. Good great, for yeah, that I individual. Yeah, you always have meetups, you're, calls, you're DMing good people. So all yeah. the right stuff, but yeah. the one mistake in there was. Well, yeah, I just I'd had no idea that I had the podcast. Yeah. Which was, the person was at, at a meetup and then told you, he's like, yeah, I, I was at this great meetup. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I know it. Yeah. It was ours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was interesting. But anyway, yeah. So don't do that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think the remainder of it is a lot of it is like the, the, um, online offline and creating a little bit of noise in your industry, which is, I, I mentioned that a little bit like niching down geographically. Do you say niche or do you say niche? Like some people Definitely say niche. niche. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Niche, I'm, I'm niche into that too. Freaks me that out. Is a little, like, that. What, what's not, that all about? Not a fan of yeah. that one. Reminds me of niche. Or like itch. Yeah. Itch. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, so going back to that, Dan, right? Like, again, creating noise in your industry. And that can be by being, you know, that guy or that girl for something, right? So finding that niche and, and owning it, right? So, like, when people are like, oh, you're the Airbnb guy, you're the medium-term rental girl, uh, or, you know, you're the person that puts on these events or you know, in your case, you're the guy that does TikTok dances. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Maybe not that last one, but the a better way to find a better way to stand out. You know, and and that can be in a ton of different ways, right? I mean, everyone knows is their own person. Everyone's got their own personal brand. Lean into yours, and and if you don't have one yet, try a few different ones out. Everyone's so scared to. And this is a good segue into the next one, which is online offline, but everyone's so scared to put out content or try things online because what if it sucks? What if I put something out and, and the information's incorrect or, uh, you know, my hair's out of place or I sound stupid and it gets, you know, 25 views or 50 likes. Guess what? That only means that 25 people saw you look like an idiot. So who cares? Yeah. Just go back and do it again until you find something that starts to work and starts to stick and stuff that works and sticks takes a long time to to figure out so dude people care so much about like content being good quality it's like we are fortunate enough us. to have the big <laughs> it's Who? like so Who are you talking about? i know man it's like we have the the we're fortunate enough to have canada's number one real estate podcast and i can tell you we do not have canada's number one real estate podcast videos we have the worst we have we might have canada's number or the last place, yeah. whatever that is. I don't even know because we we're and we just we just created a thousands more real estate podcasts in this episode, I think. But um, the, you know, like it doesn't have to be perfect. I, I I'm very big believer in this, and um, I I've read a lot of like startup philosophy and stuff like that. And there's a quote that is in Silicon Valley a lot that's uh, perfect is the enemy of good, yeah. right? Yeah. Or done is better than perfect, right? And um, I really feel that way, honestly. I could be wrong, but like that's just the way I am, and uh, and, and it really shows in our in our video content on which Instagram is, and stuff like that, okay. which is fine. Yeah. And actually, as we're recording this, we're trying out something new because <laughs> 160 something so episodes. A couple here. geniuses over here realize that we both have iPhones that have continuity camera on them, and I'm already paying for a Riverside subscription. So. So here we Let's are. see if this works. Trying um, something new. Maybe you'll see us with hundreds of thousands of subscribers on the gram That'd be soon nice. because we finally realized that perfect is the enemy of good, actually. I couldn't agree more. And and again, final piece of advice on that one is if you are thinking about creating content, and, and we have been in the works and, and discussing a full episode on on content in the real estate space from, from a mortgage standpoint, investing standpoint, real estate agent standpoint, there's certain ways to conduct yourself, but the, it doesn't, none of that matters if, if you're only producing one perfect video every couple months because no one's, everyone's going to forget who you are by the time you've come up with that next perfect concept or, like, or, or man, whatever. It it's be. like when people use like really good quality photography on their, on their listings in real estate. This is a good example. This is a great analogy. I'm, I'm feeling really confident nice. about Can't this one right now. You're going to like it. When you, when people use like those amazing photography on a listing and they're super wide angle and then I'll go show up with a buyer client and they're like, I, they're like so mad, like they're so <laughs> pissed off that the house did not look like their expectations from the photos. What if that, what if high quality content is the same? What if somebody sees this like 
4K, long lens, lights everywhere, whatever, you know, YouTube, the little uh, lights in the background, everything's like interrupted the feed, looks amazing, great hook, okay? You set a great first impression and it's just all downhill from there. Yeah. And then, you know, and then the person's more like, often than not, and I you think. only like you're, you don't have people's attention for very long. Well, this is the Canadian real estate investor podcast or the Canadian real estate investor content creation podcast, apparently, <laughs> but by now, but like you only have that person's thing for their attention for like a couple seconds. You really got to hit it. Right. So, and I, my content's garbage. Like I literally like make it in my car. I make it like wherever I am. If I just have an idea and like, I have a really bad memory. So if I, I don't want to forget and I'm probably going to even forget to write it down. So I just do it, make it. And yeah. then, and it's so, like so bad, like probably I would rank myself in the bottom 10th percentile <laughs> of content when it comes to like production quality, bottom 10, super self-aware of this. I understand it's garbage, but the point is I try my best to compensate for that by making the actual deliverable good. And you know what? The subject matter. At the so, end of that, yeah. at the end of somebody watching like a 10 second freaking video that I made, it's like, did they learn something from me? Did they remember, did they hit the follow button? Or like, they're not going to remember that the video was good. I don't, like, I couldn't tell you whose video quality is, video quality is really good on social media right now. Everyone except for me, pretty much. But, <laughs> yeah. but like, that's not what's memorable yeah. and what, and what's going to get the, so that's, that's my thing is like lead with value rather than like production quality. If, if you're, if it's all production quality, it's like, it's the smoke and mirrors. That's literally what it is. Yeah. It's like, you know, so, and so, so true. I don't, that's just my thought. And it's the same thing with networking. Like, you know, yeah. substance is really going to, going to be what's there. Like some of the people that I know that have showed up to these things, like one of the biggest real estate investors that I know drives an old beat up pickup truck, shows up to these events, like, you know, from going, the guy's just an idiot, self-manages stuff like all the time and whatever. And shows up to these things and people are like, oh, who's this guy? Right? Yeah. Standing and, off uh, in the corner, not yeah, doing anything, yeah. acting weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but, and that, but then, you know, like you, so, so also like those are the sleepers, but, yeah. but, but a lot of people, it's just like, they, they focus more on the, that, that fake it till you make it than the make it part. Well, I make mean, it till you make it. Yeah. Dan Foch original. Ooh, that actually might be one. That's good. This is a perfect continuation of, of what uh, the next point, which is, you know, that online and offline presence, right? Like, do they match up? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's it, right? Like it's, yeah, it's, it is funny. Cause I've like, I've hired a lot of people over the years to help me with content. Like Asina, great example, right? And yeah. he would, he would come out with me. This, he's still a good buddy of mine. He's in Canada right now. Actually, he wants to pop by the studio, but um, he, he would be like, you got to be like way more hype, man. Like you got to, and I'm like, oh man, I just can't. I'm sorry. Like, I just can't do it. Like, that's just not something that's not my character. And so now I just like be boring. Like even Jordan Scrinko texted me like the other day, like, well, this was a little, little while ago, but he was like, you literally like pioneered like boring Instagram videos. Like, <laughs> and I was like, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. But like, and, and I'm, and I'm really, I'm really happy about that. Cause like, it's just, you know, I used to just do these like long form, like IGTV. You remember IGTV? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used to do those. I was like what it was. And it was just like me sitting there being unexcited about the, the market. Like, and this stuff does really excite me, but I just can't hear it in my voice. Anyway, if I met you at an event, so, so the point is here that the way I'm talking here, I might actually be more fired up than I would be in person, but it's not like disingenuous because I'm just excited about this, but it matches, right? And had I been like rah, rah, like pumping up my listings or whatever in those moments, which I tried to do, it would be, people would be (laughs) very surprised when they met me in person to be like, oh, like you're not like cheering me on, you know? 
And, 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 you know, like if you meet somebody at an event and they're super accomplished, you know, it's the same way. Like they add you on Facebook or Instagram or even LinkedIn and you're posting like, you know, extreme political stuff or, you know, cracking a couple cold ones with the boys, oh, yeah. and, you know, and a dart in your <laughs> mouth. But like, don't get me wrong. Like st- there's a time and place for all that kind of stuff, but maybe the follow-up from a networking event isn't the time and place for all that stuff. Exactly. I mean, again, the, th- the, the takeaway from that one is one, if you're thinking about doing content, just do it. And we'll, we'll, we'll do a whole episode on content because I think it's going to be very important. And I think a lot of people have the ambition and the skill level to do it, but are just confused as to what to do. And not that we know the answers to that overall, but we're going to spitball it and, and do an episode. Anyways, the other takeaway is that we live in a digital world and more and more business is done online. So act accordingly, right? You can't have these split personalities between, hey, I'm a you know, clean, polished person that, that meeting at a real estate event and then my online presence is, is either non-existent or garbage or whatever it is. So that is, again, another segue. Wow, it's like someone wrote this and teed it up in a nice fashion. Once you have gone and made that good impression online and offline and in person, you really have to master the art of the follow-up with networking events. I mean, making connections is great. Going to chat with 5, 10, 20 people is, is again, a great use of your time, but never following up with any of them is a complete waste of your time. And follow-ups can be different. They can be an email, a text. They can be a good old fashioned slide into a DM and each one. That's will, what you did to like, me. Exactly. And, true, true and each one, you know, you can either kind of do it boilerplate and, and fire everyone off a thank you. Great to meet you. Here's my contact information, whatever. Or if you want to take it that little extra mile, which I would recommend, each one will likely be a little bit different because you likely made a different connection with each one of those people because, hey, guess what? People are different. So depending on who that connection is with, and what that relationship potential is all about, tailor that follow up to that person. And and at the end and at the end of the day, all that really matters is that you do follow up. And it's interesting in the context of the one before the online offline congruency because I think like the if if you meet somebody at a networking event and then they go to your LinkedIn or whatever and add you like that 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 piece of congruency is like the first piece of part of your funnel right exactly and if they you lose them at the first part of your funnel where you know like they aren't aren't examining your profile even because they're like it hasn't been updated like, this is how like crazy or, it is. yeah or, or like or because of like the you know crazy political views or you know like whatever yeah that's like an opportunity to lose somebody in your funnel which is you know i mean the whole thing here is like literally just the art of the funnel i right. lose people in my funnel all the time probably the worst funneler <laughs> and that was true in university as well. <laughs> a different kind of funnel back then. But And don't be scared of the big players, I think, is another key component here from this yeah. uh, list of advice. Remember that people are just people. You know, a strip mall guy posted like on, on Twitter the other day about how, you know, if, if like your favorite actor or actress like was sitting at the table beside you, what, what do you think? He's like, what do you think that they want you to do? Right. Get up and ask for an autograph yeah. and how like them, obviously. Screaming. Yeah, yeah, take pictures. <laughs> Cause a scene. Yeah. yeah, so many many of these, the bigger players at uh, at events, obviously, they're there to meet and they, they have no problem sharing wisdom, et cetera. But like, you don't have to get all wild about yeah. it. And just treat these people like human beings, right? Like, again, the I think the, the famous person analogy is interesting because it's just like they're just a, another guest at the restaurant. 
So, you know, treat them as another guest at the restaurant. And the networking thing, it's another guest at this networking event. So treat them like another guest at the networking event. They're there probably with the same intentions as you. Yeah. Meet people in their industry. Yeah. Have good conversations in their industry. Try and have something to offer these people like social currency, information, some sort of connection, maybe a deal that you're shopping that you're trying to get, you know, financing for or whatever. Or, you know, rather than even pitching, just like one of the things I often do is just like ask people questions. Like, you know, if I had a deal, let me ask you for a piece of advice. Like people love it when you just said like, mm. you know, it's a really great compliment when you're trying to, like, you know, trusting someone's advice. If I, if you had this deal or if I, I you know, I was what looking at this deal. This yeah, situation? What would you, yeah. That's way easier than. And that's a real thing, right? Yeah. You're not just, hey, how do I start investing in real estate or. You know, how do I find capital, right? Yeah. Like don't don't leave the questions super open ended. And that's a good note to also like remember to respect their time. You're probably not the only person at this event that wants to talk to, you know, whoever this this big player is, right? So respect their time and and what do you think? How how should that cadence be between someone that's wanting to speak to, you know, one of the quote unquote bigger players and like how would how would you go up and advise someone, Dan? Well, don't ask 10 questions at a time like I do. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, my, my thought would be like, I think you have to really be genuinely interested in like what they're doing and, and getting their advice and have like really pointed questions. And I think you just like, I will often do this and this might surprise you because I talk a lot on this podcast sometimes. Like I, I don't even remember what I was ranting about like a couple of minutes ago when I was going off about content, but that was, <laughs> that was a lot. That was good um, stuff though. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I think if, you know, if you're not, if you're not, incredibly interested like then you like don't don't just talk or ask try and create a conversation for the sake of creating a conversation just be mm -hmm. like oh yeah i'm gonna go rant, like walk around the room whatever nobody's gonna be offended by that right yeah and if they are that's their problem like i think um i i just basically ask somebody a question and just like let them be like fully exhaustive and like let them finish their thought yeah and then i c kind of try and listen really actively and then ask another question about that or I, like just keep asking questions that like I'm selfish in this way. Like what do I want to learn from this person? Right. What kind of piece of information am I missing here? Yeah. And certain people I can just, you know, hopefully your questions are in intriguing and good and you're not asking five at a time. Like I, like honestly, it's so weird, man. My brain breaks when I'm on the show and we have a guest and I just get so excited. I just like can't. I've got 15 back. questions for you and you're <laughs> I'm just getting them all, all right now. Yeah. Remember them all and yeah. answer them all in order, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I think you're right. Like, like, and this goes to a couple of the other points, right? Do some research on that big player if you know that person is going to be there, and and have questions in a in a pointed but uh, easy to understand manner that that you can go and ask them, and and you should be doing that in in well, you know, you don't want to go up and and praise them too much. Hey, I'm a huge fan. This, that, and the other thing. You don't want to go up and and act all naive and be. I'm so curious about all this kind of stuff. It's got to be a fine balance between the two of those things. Yeah, I think right? there's like a really fine line between praise and appreciation. Like we get it a lot, like when we do our events and people yeah. come up to us and they, and they'll say, you know, nobody's really like, I'm such a big fan or whatever. Cause like, we're not at that point. There's no point, like reason to pretend that that is like who we are. I don't really have any interest in being famous. Um, no, but I think a lot of people come up and express appreciation. It's one of the things that I really, really like yeah. is, is that, you know, They'll say like, I really appreciate the contribution that you've had to the industry or like, I, I, I really appreciate the hard work that you put into the podcast. It's like, 
Thanks. Thank you. I honestly was waiting for somebody to tell me that. Like stuff like that, I think is is big. And so if you can just frame it in that way, gratitude, appreciation, like without getting too woo woo about it, but like you know, Gary V talks about this stuff. It's like just lead with gratitude in a lot of these situations. Like hundred percent, rather than being like, because I think when you're praising somebody, it's almost like you're trying to make them like fond of you or like like you and and have have this like you know what I mean? This like sense of like like. I don't know. You're trying to win them over, I guess, yeah. a little bit. Whereas, like, just expressing appreciation is really just like to making them aware that, like, somebody a lot more, a lot more genuine than yeah. just the the praise. And and the other thing to think about when when talking to someone like this is think about why that person would want to speak to you or what would want to connect with you as much as you want to connect with them. So maintain that level of confidence. But but again, you know, respect their time and and know when it's the right time to walk away. And and there's a good. The next two points tie in perfectly with this. So the next one here is don't shy away from your success. So whether you're talking to this person, you know, that quote unquote big player, the the veteran in the room or the person that's literally just starting out, you want to be able to tell people about yourself and your accomplishments, share your goals and ambitions because the people in the room are likely and hopefully going to end up helping you achieve those. You know, you want to make sure that your goals and ambitions aren't ridiculous, that they are attainable, like you know, something like I want to buy, you know, a couple houses this year, or I want to buy four duplexes here is, is reasonable. Whereas I want to buy smart goals. Man. Yeah. Some smart goals. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas I want to buy a hundred doors this year. I mean, yes, possible, but if you haven't done one deal, very hard to do. And you got to make sure that when you're telling people about your success, and again, this goes back to point number one, which is refining your message that you're doing it in a way that comes across as confident, not as arrogant, Right, Dan and I, when we started this, we we promised each other no, no matter what happened, we'd remain humble throughout the whole thing. And being humble is so key. People that aren't don't have humility are are lost on on a lot of people because people just don't like that attitude. And so being humble is key, but you also want people to understand and know what you've done, what you are doing, and what you plan to do again, so that you can eventually bring them in to help in some fashion, right? Maybe they are a missing link on your power team. Maybe they know the missing link on your power team. And if they like you, they're going to help you. Whereas if you come across as arrogant and that they're likely not. Yeah. I did mention smart goals in there. So I'm just going to clarify what that is. Smart goals. And we talk about this a lot in the course, uh, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. You don't need to to buy the course to, to, to learn that. that and to attach <laughs> yeah. that to that was um, the only valuable piece of information we but, had in the uh, course. yeah just google it because honestly like there's a, a lot of value to to doing proper goal setting in totally. this business and being able and that'll really help you be able to communicate what your goals are if you can communicate your goals to people they can decide whether or not they want to help you achieve those goals very easily and that's that's good end the conversation and move on this is like it's one of my favorite this is ones a right superpower here. man one of my favorite Such ones. A i've got so good at it too uh, yeah Oof. Yeah, what what's your line? Got to jump. I guess what that's why I, I always do just on act calls. like I really have to go to the bathroom and just oh, run out. Oh, do you? Of, no. no. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I, this is a hard one for me in like the yeah. in, in that in the networking setting. So maybe shed some light on this one for me. Cause I know you wrote this as a segment for me to read, but I yeah, I'm not. It's not me, man. Yeah, so, okay. I me. mean, look, I, I struggle with this one too. Who doesn't? It's hard. Right? It, it's hard. But think about it this way. You're going to a networking event. You're going there with intention. You're ready to go. You only have a few hours, right? Usually the first one or two until after that, people start trickling out. You need time management, right? That's the T in smart goals. 
again, very important. You don't want to be rude about it. Whether the conversation is good, bad, or blah, kind of a whatever conversation, you should be able to tell if that conversation has run its course. And at that point, there is no harm in saying something like, well, it's been really great speaking with you. I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to go and, and talk to some other people. When and people say that to me, I say, no, no, no stay, please. please. <laughs> Come on. What did I say something? Was it something I said? <laughs> yeah. You know, f- for me, I, I, one, I've had to kind of do that as a necessity because as you said, Dan, when we're at networking events, a lot of people want to talk to us. And I always feel bad if I've spent too long with one person, even if, again, even if the conversation's great, this is where the art of the follow-up comes in, right? I would love to pick this back up over a coffee, over a DM, give me a call next week. Let's take this on email. The important thing to remember here is that you're likely doing the other person a favor as well, because if that other person has self-awareness, they probably realize the conversation has run its course as well. And I see so many people standing beside each other that have had, you know, a great 5, 10, 15, 30, 40 minute conversation. And they're kind of standing beside each other with their backs towards each other, kind of looking around. So what do you want to talk about? So, yeah. So you come here often or how about them Jays or the Leafs, whatever it is. Right. So. You're cold outside. You're likely, yeah. I mean, there's always, you know, you got the weather and the three sports teams to talk about, but there's always a reason to to finish up that conversation, and that's to go and to go and and network. And if you are the one that has the ability to to do that in a polite, respectful, professional manner and exit that conversation, superpower, man, while still having that value exchange and still being able to follow up. Like, come on, that is that is what you guys need to be working on. Because going to a networking event and talking to two people and eventually having your back towards one. That's of them what I did, man. Until, what, I until another I, person. Until I had the podcast and people were coming to me to want to speak to me. Like we were having these events. Like uh, that's all what I did. I literally would like find one person who just like chat the whole time. Which is it's tough because in you know in the last episode I went back and looked because I didn't want any overlapping points in the last networking episode and I can't remember what episode that is. But I didn't want to just do a repeat of you know a hundred episodes ago right because that one got a lot of love. And because we're getting tons of new listeners because it's a new year new me. Exactly but the one of the points in the last one was don't work the room right? Don't work the room. Like I got to get in here and dish out business cards to everybody. So you, but you, at the same time, you do want to work the room, but it, it's again, that fine line of, um, of being able to, to connect with people. And then, and then I, just as I think as important as, as to disconnect with them and, and move on. For sure. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a excellent point. It'll, that skill will serve you well. Okay. Dan, you take the next one then. Show up in a sweatsuit. <laughs> Is that it? No. But almost. Yeah. Make sure your breath smells good. You smell good. Don't smell bad. Try not to do that. Yeah. If you don't smell good, just don't smell bad. That's, that's yeah, one of the key things right yeah. there. And don't show up in a sweatsuit. Although, like, a lot of people are into that kind of like, yeah, you know, like uh, mean, Lululemon, like the joggers. Yeah, yeah that's, that's like different than the kind of sweatsuit and, I'm thinking of. Oh, here, you're right? thinking, I know what you're thinking. Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, right. the, the title of this is Look Good feel better right uh look good feel good kind of yeah thing, right? you, you want to dress to impress you want to maybe have something that that stands out a little bit yeah i heard this uh guru on the internet uh nick hill he came up <laughs> with this thing called uh, there's never a second chance to make a first impression it's a good wow. one yeah hey, sounds like a smart guy man gotta get him on the pod and at buy some his point. course <laughs> okay hit me with the next one power in numbers one event Ain't going to cut it. Do you really think I say ain't? That's a great I, I, well, you just Ain't going to cut it. I had to write it in. One event ain't going to cut it. You need to be going to a number of events. This is true. And yeah. like, and I love events, man. This is like the, 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 uh, like I'm an extrovert and I, 
I'm also a shut-in. <laughs> so like I try so hard not to leave the house. <laughs> and so events are good because it's like centralizes the ability to meet a lot of people, yeah. really. Like, you know, it gets a lot of it out of the way. I mean, that's the wrong word, but you know, it gets a lot of it done in one. Yeah. And so uh, you got to do a lot of these things and you get, you just get better at it and you start seeing people that were there and reconnect and inter- people introduce you to one another and all this stuff. So ideally go to different events so you can kind of get some scope as well, right? Exactly. Well-rounded. Yeah. Get the most value and see where you can add the most value. Yeah, I mean, going going to one and potentially having a bad experience at one shouldn't just be like, well, that that sucked. I'm I'm done, right? Like, yeah. go to yeah, just leave them and, a negative Yelp review and move on. Yeah, exactly. Under an alias, of course. The next one is introduce your new connections to other connections. Now, I get to I'm lucky enough to see this happen like live. This is all we do. Like, this is literally I'm, us. Like, this is this yeah, is us. Yeah, yeah, like we like just broker people not like that not sounds like human um, human, human trafficking, trafficking. Not that. <laughs> not, very not that. very different than Connect, that I, I love connecting people it's my favorite <laughs> thing because like they're very uncommon for me to be able to solve somebody's problem but i i'm very good at knowing who the best person to solve the problem is like exactly. oh you gotta talk to this person or that yeah. person whatever and again that's that's the benefit of of realist.ca is is having a yeah, network of, a of network. people that that can solve each other's problems so you know, connections play such a vital role in the real estate industry. Again, it's a, it's a people-based industry. The other thing is, you know, from a monetary perspective, obviously everyone likes making money. You wouldn't be listening to the show if you didn't. If you are become that introductory person, some of the best commercial real estate agents I know, one in particular, the guy barely does any deals himself. He just introduces everybody to everybody else and just sits back and collects referrals off of his relationships. It's truly incredible. Mm-hmm. So if you are really good at connecting people and, and you realize that, that and you're self-aware enough to know that that's your skill and you're lacking in other skill sets that that could make you money, then lean in on that one and become the connector and, and just start, start charging people a referral fee when it makes sense. Dan, let's wrap up here on a good note. What is the last one? Have fun. Come on. That's it. That's Let's it. go. Have a good time. Yeah. Don't be too that's serious. A, that's a good right? motto for life. Yeah. Show up, have have fun. Show up, have they fun. They taught you that hockey, hockey school. There you go. You didn't play hockey. No, I, I didn't even though I, I have the hair for it. I, I've been you told. You do. You look like a hockey player. Um, you look like Austin Matthews. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Can we get that on the record, everybody? Better hair. <laughs> He's not that like good looking of a guy, is he? No. He's well, got well, a great girl, hockey. Girls girls, yeah. Everyone loves him. Yeah. He's a very likable guy because he's- Made us to the playoffs several times. And yeah, well, we'll choked. see. We'll see. Hey, what are we? Are we making small talk? Like, are we turning we the back each other? We shouldn't be talking right? about the Leafs because we are no. a national show. Yeah. <laughs> Leafs suck, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just like all hockey teams here in Canada. All of them, except the American ones. <laughs> Unless you like them. Then, yeah, we, then we, we like, like them, them too. too. Yeah. Canadian players. <laughs> Hope everyone got a ton of value out of this. Uh, we really enjoy doing these episodes, although they're not super real estate specific. I think this is such a powerful thing for people to really hone in those skills, right? No matter what you do in real estate, you will deal with people, whether it's partners, tenants, lawyers, you name it, you're dealing with people in every aspect of the business. The better you can become at communicating with those people, the better you can become at starting and ending conversations with those people, the better you can become at approaching you know, the big players and adding value to the newbies. These are all vital things. So hope everyone got a ton of value out of this episode. Check out all the cool stuff we got uh, link-wise in the show notes, the course, the newsletter, t-shirts, all that good stuff. And we'll see you soon. Thanks so much for listening.
The Canadian Real Estate Investor Podcast is for entertainment purposes only, and it is not financial advice. Nick Hill is a mortgage agent with Premier Mortgage Center and a partner in the G&H Mortgage Group, license number 10317, agent license M21004037. Daniel Foch is a real estate broker licensed with Rare Real Estate, a member of the Canadian Real Estate Association, the Toronto Real Estate Board, and the Ontario Real Estate Association.